This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 158. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Very happy to have you here. If you're new here, please make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and you keep up with everything that's coming. It's a very exciting year of language learning stuff on the way. So make sure you keep up to date, subscribe to the podcast. And yeah, I've been good apart from losing the use of my right leg <laughs> over the last few days. I uh, made the classic mistake of going to the gym on Saturday, having not been for a while and um, said to myself, right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make up for the time I haven't been. And of course, used weights that were far too heavy um, with my super superhero complex. And um something I don't know like I was fine on the day but the next day like something snapped in I think one of my glute muscles in my right leg or something it just must have torn or something because I I just couldn't flex my right leg at all and I've been hobbling around for like three or four days which has been kind of inconvenient nevertheless the show must go on so I'm back with a podcast again today so um yeah good to be here I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, who, of course, are italki. And I've lost count of the number of times people say to me, I'm too busy to speak the language I'm learning. Well, with italki, you really don't have that excuse because you can schedule lessons for any time of the, of the day or night for as little as half an hour at a time. So it's one of the best ways to fit in that language practice into your week. If you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now let's get into a fantastic question today from Max. Hi Ollie, my name is Max and I'm from Sweden. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you very much for your effort with uh, I will teach you a language.com. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, second, I'm at the moment learning Chinese and Spanish from home. And my question is, when talking to native speakers on Skype, for example, uh, what do I as a newbie begin talking about in order to maximize, if you will, uh, the learning? Thanks again, mate. Hey, Max. Thank you for a cool question. And um, you're very welcome. I'm really glad that the podcast is useful for you. Um, great question, too. I love the length. 35 seconds. Absolutely ideal um, to the point. And, well, good job on... Um, Spanish and Chinese. It's a good combination that because they're not they're not similar at all. In fact, they're very different, which helps. It's definitely going to help you to uh, to uh, to keep them separate as you go about learning two languages at the same time. Not an easy task. So I like this question because um, you know it it, I've, it comes up so often. You know when you just start learning a language and you want to start speaking, right? But what do you talk about? Um, and how do you? when you do have your lessons or your speaking sessions, as I often call them, like, what do you do during that time to make the most of it? Okay, big topic. So let's get into it. M many people, when they first start speaking as a beginner, they freeze up. Um, even the, some people, even, you know, the idea of speaking with native speakers can cause some kind of anxiety. And it's very normal. Lots of people um, have a kind of feeling of, um, of social anxiety around language learning and it's uh, it's if you do feel that way it's totally normal it can exist on many different levels from the absolutely petrified to the just a little bit uncomfortable so it is easy and what you'll see around the internet is a lot of people will say to you things like well just make mistakes 
and um, try your best. Don't be shy and you'll be fine. And obviously that advice is great for some people, not so good for others. I think it underestimates the 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 effect that um, this kind of anxiety can have on you. So let's just go run with that for a minute and saying that, okay, if you're willing to make mistakes as a language learner, and if you're willing to, um, you know, just try talking and trying have, to have conversations, even if you don't know the words, you're going to miming and imitating and doing all these things, then you can actually start to have pretty successful conversations very quickly. You know, you can, um, you know, simply sitting down with someone on, over Skype and saying, like, how do I say this? Asking for, asking your speaking partner to tell you how to say things that you want to be able to say in the language you're learning is, um, is a really great thing to do. Uh, another great tactic is to ask questions. Get good at asking questions of the other person. And that makes it more like a conversation, um, a realistic conversation, which in turn makes it all, you know, makes the entire experience of the conversation more more fruitful. It's also great to become comfortable at paraphrasing. So if you if there's a if you don't know how to say something precisely, then find another way to say it. There's always another way to say something. Um, without you, if, if you don't have access to the words. Um, and so with using these kind of techniques, you know, asking questions, um, trying to get your point across, you can start to have conversations quite quickly. Often, the success that you have w- with this will depend a lot on your teacher. If your teacher kind of is on board and they know what you're doing and they've, they're experienced, they can help you do this. And you might find that you come quite far, quite fast using this approach. For a really good example of this, um, you should check out my day 14 video, the last day of my trip to Thailand last year, where I spent two weeks learning Thai. And um, on the last day, there's a video of me speaking Thai with my uh, with my Thai teacher after only, I think it was 12 days learning Thai. And you can see we had a really successful conversation for over 20 minutes. But part of the reason that was so successful was because my teacher was really good and she understood how to help me, like how to help me have that conversation, how to keep the conversation going. And um, she also knew what I could and couldn't say. So, um, you know, it's an example of how important the teacher is. And the reason that's that's important is because if you have a teacher that's not great at that, it can make the a conversation in that language a bit like pulling teeth, you know, because it can be so difficult. So it does depend, it depends on a lot of factors. And this approach in general that I've just been describing here, you know, asking questions, trying to say, trying any way you can to say things and get your points across. This is what you might call a kind of Tarzan approach. It's like saying, okay, I can't really speak the language, but I know a few words, so I'm going to try and do it anyway. Now, this is great for building your confidence. And it's what uh, is known uh, in teaching circles as, as communicative competence. Build your communicative competence because it helps you figure out how to communicate and how to interact with native speakers. So it, in a simple level, it helps you get good at simply interacting. But the problem with this is that it tends to leave you with huge gaps. Now, I've kind of, um, in the past, I, I've, I've started off learning languages in this way, and I've very quickly found that I lack some very basic vocabulary or very simple grammar and things like that, because all I've been doing is trying to say the stuff that I would normally say anyway. So 
um it does have a it does have big drawbacks if you're if you feel max that you what you really want to do is just like get that confidence and get speaking you can use this kind of approach but if you're feeling which i'm sensing from your question that you're maybe just not making very good use of the time and you want it to be more uh you, you want to use your time better then you would probably benefit from a more structured approach and this is what i tend to do most of the time now in fact i remember recently um beginning about a year ago um when i was back in back in london and i, I was starting up my Cantonese learning again, I'd have these um, these sessions on Skype and they were basically just, just speaking sessions and I was doing the kind of thing that I was explaining to you. I was just having, you know, two, three, four sessions a week and just talking and it was really great. Like over the course of a couple of months, I got I had a big confidence boost, I got better at speaking and it was good, but then very quickly it stopped being uh, so useful. I kind of plateaued out, right? So... I, I, where I'm kind of coming down on now, having tried things from lots of different angles, is I think that as a beginner, a more structured approach is better because you're just guaranteed to cover the bases. It's much easier. You're not relying too much on your teacher to sort of to kind of mother you through the conversation, you know. And so, very simply, what the the approach that I like to do now is to is to use, and I'm talking about the beginner stage here, is to have a textbook of some kind. Choose a textbook that you like in the language. And then the process is to firstly take one module from the textbook and study it yourself at home in your own time. Learn the vocabulary, look at the grammar. And then when you come to talk with your teacher, what you do is you say, right, I want you to help me practice this stuff from the book. So then it works well because the teacher knows exactly what you want to do. You have a very specific, a very specific set of things to practice you don't have this kind of struggle to keep the conversation going both of you can have the textbook in front of you and you simply go through you can practice the exercises you can practice using the vocabulary you can you can do different makeup sentences using the grammar doing all these things but i found that that is probably the most profitable way of using your time as a beginner because you are guaranteed because you get time with your teacher, you get time to speak, but you're also guaranteed to cover all the important things that you should be learning in the language at that stage. The key vocabulary, the key grammar, and things like that. So that's the um, that's the basic approach that I would recommend. You know, I do find it to be different with different languages. When I learned Portuguese, because I already spoke Spanish, um, it was really just a question of sitting down with a language partner and chatting, literally, because... Portuguese is very close to English. It's even closer to Spanish, and so as soon as I kind of learnt the key vocabulary that that um, that would try, that is similar between these languages, it was just very it's very straightforward to to change it from that point. Um, now, when I learned Asian languages, Japanese, Thai, Cantonese, it was totally different. I couldn't didn't have any hooks. I had nothing to rely on in that way, and um, and so. This, you know, just sitting down and chatting, it didn't really work as well. It's it's definitely good to do in certain situations, but with these more distant languages, so Max, with Chinese in your case, there's so much to learn and it takes so long and you've got to build so much familiarity with um, with the language that it's very, I think it's important to have this structured approach. So take the textbook that you like using 
and simply work through it using your teacher to help you practice the things that you learn in each lesson. If you do that, um, you will you'll make progress. You'll feel like you're using the time well. And um, yeah, I hope it works for you. Thanks very much for a great question. And if you'd like to ask me a question, you can go to IWillTeachYouAnlanguage.com forward slash ask. Now, at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. Now, this is something that I mentioned a few uh, a few episodes ago, actually, uh, because there was, we had another question um, all about how do you get started as a beginner? Because I know many of you listening are are simply starting out with your first language and you're getting you're really excited and you're getting to grips with the language and you're wondering right how can I improve the fastest? How can I find people to start speaking to? How can I manage these conversations when I'm a complete beginner? And so I put together a course um, called Speaking Bootcamp a couple of years back now, which is all about, um, it's it's a step-by-step guide to starting to speak your new language as a beginner. And if you'd like to pick up a copy and join the course, you can. You can find it at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash bootcamp, which is B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P. I'll also put a link to that and um, a summary of all the things I spoke about in this episode and also the video from Thailand um, where you can see me not only in the swimming pool <laughs> but also talking to my teacher after uh, on the last day of the mission. Definitely worth checking that out because uh, it shows you what's possible after only 12 days. If you'd like to see that, go over to the, to the uh, show notes. You can find that at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 158. Thank you very much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.